Support for today's episode comes from Laurels. You may have heard about them in the news as the world's first oral sex undies made of an ultra-thin and stretchy latex. Laurels prevent skin-to-skin contact while maximizing pleasure, comfort, and fun. Now don't check out and listen to me. Trust your girl, Boonie. You're still going to receive all the benefits of mouth play as they just feel like a second skin. Just think of the possibilities. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code Boonie10. That's Boonie, all capital letters, one zero. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right. Happy New Year, Ratcheteers. We're here for episode 232, um, our first episode of 2023, and we have none other then the homie Sheikah is here. We do a shit the hits different because it's been a while since we've done one of those. And this time we focus on the black cinema film, Two Can Play That Game. <laughs> um, so we chat about that movie, doing shit hit the hits different. We also talk about kind of understanding, realizing, and appreciating that we're turning 40 soon. And then we wrap it up with a good old ratchet conversation about Twitter porn, amateur porn, and masturbation tips. All right. So it all works in this jam-packed episode. So stick around for that conversation. All right. Let's hop right into my pick of the week. I have been holding out for a long, long time, but I finally fucking caved and I brought some skims. And I did skim swim. And I'm mad that it's so comfortable and so cute and so amazing. <laughs> like I really was trying not to support the Kardashian clan um, on the good American skims, all that bullshit they peddle to us. But the skims, I, I'm taking it with me on my vacation. So I'll post a picture. But uh, baby, I think... I don't know who helped Kim on that, but that skim shit actually hits. So shout out to skims. Um, But I know someone else had written in here and asked me to do a review. And I was just like, oh, I haven't bought it. Now, I haven't bought any shapewear, but I may have to venture down that road now. Because I was also skeptical because they look so little. Like, is this shit going to (laughs) fit? But the stripe, I don't know. It works. It fits. It's cute. It's comfy. Fucking skims, eh? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right. So housekeeping. Um, happy fucking new year. This is the first episode of 2023. We're probably going to be wrapping this season up come the end of February. Yes, end of February for some personal reasons. So uh, this will be like the last eight or so episodes of this season. Season 12 will be in the books. Um, we have some really good episodes. I'm scheduling a few more guests to wrap out this season. So that's that. Also, thank you guys. I know I dropped, I, you know, it sucks because Kenny and I always do the favorite episodes of 2022 and some of the feedback that I got from that episode. Cause I know some people are going and listening to it now because dropping it that week when nobody's doing anything, a lot of you didn't listen in, and I get it. I understand the routine is shattered. You're not doing shit. Those days don't exist on the calendar, right? 
But I, I know some of you were listening to it this week and someone was like, ha, this was interesting. This is probably the most in sync you and Kenny had been in one of these episodes. But thank you so much for introducing me as always to some new music that I listen that I had not listened to. I didn't even know Babyface dropped a fucking album last year. And when I listened to it, I really enjoyed what you guys were saying about him with the new girls of R&B. So if you did not check it out, want to get some new ideas for some new music, go back and listen to uh, episode 231 with our responsible fave kg also i want to read a a love note because who doesn't want you know good love good vibrations good words going into the new year so uh someone said Booney, this is the funniest adult show ever and also includes responsible ratchetness to help us live our best lives. I love the podcast and all of Booney's content, including Sunday sermons, Would You Rather Wednesdays. Booney, we love you and your responsible ratchetness. So thank you so much for the kind words. If you would like to leave something, you can head on over to Spotify. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars. In Apple Podcasts, you can find a few words. I think it's been a little while since I got a review over in Apple Podcasts. So if you've not done so, you're new here, go ahead over there and leave me some kind words in the Apple Podcast app. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at The Boonie Breakdown. On Instagram not on Instagram, on Twitter, we're just at Boonie Breakdown. Put it in your Insta story. Put the link in your group chat. Talk about it with your friends. I want to hear. I like hearing back from y'all. I like seeing your thoughts. I like knowing if I'm on the pulse or if I need to pivot. So please let me know. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. All right. So that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, we got our homie. Sheikah's here today. Hey, boo. Hey, okay, y'all. Hey, boo. How's, how's the new year so far? <clears throat> Not gonna lie, new year's been an emotional roller coaster for me. I don't know what's happening. I just, I've been shedding a lot and via tears and it's not bad, but I think I'm just like kind of in like a shift is it the full moon <laughs> it's probably the full moon on top of retrograde retrograde full moon was yes. definitely in cancer like ugh, i'm a cancer it's yeah so it's it's been kicking my ass a little bit but for the most part it's been very peaceful and nice we did something yesterday my grandma church friend she turned 95 so we Aww. went up here and had like a little dinner i seen people from the church that I probably hadn't seen since I was like 12 or 13. I remember everybody face. It was so that helped, you know, that family time and stuff like that. So I have been spending a lot of time with family and that might be just like a shift that's happening too. Gotcha. Yeah, no, so far so good. So far so good. I can take it easy, you know, minding my business, drinking my water. Drinking the water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Girl, it's so crazy because I was just having this conversation about it is so hard to really believe that like we're about to hit 40. I'm excited for it, but it's like, shit, 40 is right there. I've been thinking about it. And I think too, because I'm going to become a great aunt. I was like, at 38 is kicking my head. (laughs) I'm damn near 40. And even yesterday, they were like, how old are you now? I was like, 38, child. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I saw somebody yeah. post something like where it was like, I'm praying. Somebody we went to Temple with and it was on Facebook. And she was like, I'm praying for all the people 
who are grieving the life they don't have. Mm. And I was like, huh? And so I went in the comments and pretty much she was saying like, you know how we all say like, by 40, I want this and this and that and this and a family and this. And I was like, that's a deep ass statement because I do think some people get really highly affected by the what should have been, what could have been and what didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think unfortunately, like in our community too, we be thinking, I think we start to get that lesson around 25 and stuff because it's a lot of shit I thought was going to be a thing at 25. And it was. Yeah. And that was my, I'm with you there. I didn't say these things like older ages. For me, my age was 27, right? Which then come and gone, child. Mm -hmm. But, and it was like, by 27, I'm going to be married. I'm going to do this. And I'm just like, (laughs) yeah. So I guess because I faced that then that that is not on my thought right now. It's just like, shit, I'm be, it's just like, shit, I'm going to be 40. Like, that's. I agree. I think after 25, I was just like, okay, well, (laughs) plans just not going that way. And I it's more so about getting older than what I should have had. Cause I just realized that it's just, it's not the same. It's not going to be the same as like our parents did it. Everything's fucking different. Oh, which is such a, it's making me think about what we will be discussing because so much be the same, but it's a lot that's a very, very different. Yes. So we are going, we haven't done one of these episodes in a while. So I hit Sheikah up like, yo, we need to do a shit that hits different. And I wanted to do, um, two can play that game because mom and I were watching the best man final chapters. And so we were talking afterwards, like, oh my God, so many of them have been in movies together and. And so we were like, let's start watching some of them. So we watched Brown Sugar. We watched, I can't remember the other one. We, we watched Two Could Play That Game. Somehow just randomly, none of them were in it, but we watched Drumline. <laughs> so we were watching like a lot of those <laughs> early Black 2000 movies with the ensemble cast. And so I was watching Two Can Play That Game. And I was just like, because I loved that movie. And for people who are listening, like, when did that it came out in 2001, so it is 22 years old, um, which I was just like, shit. <laughs> you graduated high school in 2002. Yeah, so I was like, shit, okay. <laughs> First of all, Vivica looks so fucking good in this shit. Doesn't she? Oh, my God. And again, talking about something completely different, like, okay, it was two decades ago. <laughs> Insane. Mm-hmm. How different Black beauty and Black bodies look? That was one of the first things because it's certain <clears throat> commentary and it's like, oh, her ass so fat. fat. And I was like, not <laughs> no more. <laughs> about Gabrielle Union's titties? I was like, those are like very regular titties. Like everything is like a, a B or C. I'm, I'm like, now everything is so, so big and bursting and bubbly. It's like, God damn. The, I, that was my biggest thing because it was that part. It was the scene in the elevator where Vivica's doing her first intro mm-hmm. and the white man. She was like, what about with men and big butts? And I'm like, that is an, it's a nice body. It's a beautiful but today's standards, that is a tiny butt. Her butt will look so small. It was like a flat butt. <laughs> yeah. It blew it's, my mind. 
that I was just looking like even the makeup, the the weaves, you could tell that they, you know, I'm just like, wow, just the way black beauty and and black bodies look different. And it kind of made me sad to some degree because I'm all for rah, 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 do what you want to do. But then in the scope of like when people look back, all of the work that everyone's doing, these enhancements are clearly going to alter like the trajectory of like how people look. So when they look back on the two, the 2020s, it's going to be like, what happened here that everybody got these fake ass, big ass ant like bodies hips that don't that look like Barbie dolls. Like what was going on? Yeah. And it's going, it's going to be interesting to see if it shifts because <clears throat> we've only lived through what it was back then. And now, so now mm-hmm. are we just going to go to another place? Yeah. But it was just, that was one of the, the things that was so jarring. And it's like, here's the thing. I did feel like, Yes, I could see like her bubble is fat, right? But it was it was the description of Gabrielle Union, and I was like, she's not because she was the saucy whore, right? Yeah, but when she was dancing in the club later on in the movie, like, and I was wish like, she was like, look at them nice big old titties, supple breasted, <laughs> going right down to that big old booty, and I was like. Gabrielle has always been petite. It was just, I was just like, <laughs> what? It was just very jarring the world because we scroll social media and everything we see then to look like, damn. So, because I was looking, all right, we're, we'll get to it, but we'll wrap up the body talk. But it was that when she talked about put on that, your dress that accentuates your curves, every woman mm-hmm. has one. And I was like, damn, Vivica look good as shit in that dress, right? And... Now it's just like, nope, that wouldn't have been enough because no, it's no cutouts. <laughs> like, you know what no I'm sheer panel. It was just a little slip dress, which they did come back. To they are dress. back in style now. So we're in, in the 20 year cycle. Yeah. A silk little silk dress, slip dress. Yes. But that was it. It was, yeah, it was very interesting. What I said, I was like, wow, that shit changed. That changed. That was one thing I wrote down black beauty and bodies because I was like, God, a couple damn. Of notes too. Cause I was like, I, but that just, I knew I wouldn't forget that. Cause it was so apparent. I was like, wow. And because you mentioned Connie Spalding. <laughs> um it's so funny because i've never been a fan of gabrielle union right and i was oh that's the other one we watched deliver us from eva Mm. i felt like she was definitely typecast in those earlier um early 2000 movies she was the the snarky black mean girl yeah you know what's interesting because of how she's but what was it? Maybe she did Red Table Talk. She talked about how much of a bitch she was. Yeah, she's very aware. I wonder <laughs> if that helped her be typecast mm. in that way because just of her energy. Because I didn't really talk to her that much either back then. I mean, now I think she's cool. But yeah, it was a different. She had a, and and maybe that's just what her real life coming into yeah, because I'm like, she always played a mean girl. And I think in her first book, she talked about being 
a mean girl. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so much of her identity. So, yeah. but yeah, no, she definitely was typecast the mean girl in a lot of this shit. But uh, <laughs> Connie Spaulding, I loved the ponytail pull, like that whole walk scene. Oh yeah, like, hey girlfriend, let me go holler at that Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the slang and everything. I was really tickled by that. I was like, oh, man, we don't even use these words anymore. We don't. I thought just so much is age. So as we're talking about the aging, because we still haven't gotten to the real plot yet. But like another thing. So for people who have not watched You Can Play That Game, I don't know how, like this is one of those black card revoke situations. Yeah. Vivica is dating Morris Chestnut and... She's kind of like the guru for her friends on how to like navigate relationships. And then they're in a situation where it looks like Keith is playing her. And so she institutes like these rules of how to like check him, like don't play me, but then also get him back and like be happy in the end. So that is like the short premise. It's 10 days. You know what? What? I wonder if they, because you know how like we got living single and then friends. Remember how to lose a guy in 10 days? That just made me it's think. It's probably, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. Pro- probably. Hotel, you know what I mean? Somebody put a little hotel pad on me real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> probably. But in the little entourage, it, oh, an entourage, in the montage, they were like, the number one excuse that you know your man is cheating on you is. I was working late. <laughs> and so for me, I felt like that probably would be a good indicator back in those days because there was no internet in your pocket. There was no iPhones and all of these things, right? To easily communicate track. So it was like you either to talk to somebody, you had to be at work. Yeah. Or at home. <laughs> and so I'm just like, would that, if someone said I was working late to me now, would that automatically trigger he's cheating on me? And I don't know that it would because of so many other things were distracted by thanks to these little devices, right? That I just feel like that would not, it's so much easier to cheat now so i don't think that would be the red flag for me if a man said it work from home like if you gotta work late at this point then maybe you gotta work late you know what i'm saying it's just like it's not how we work it's totally different it's yeah i don't think it will be a clear indicator um i think you probably could say if it's rare maybe Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're working like every day for three weeks. Right, maybe. And then it becomes a, cause remember in the montage of the man, he was like, baby, I'm hitting the gym for you. I'm trying to get-. Like, Nigga, what? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's different. Yeah. But I think it was point to the thing that like, maybe it won't, it's something that's a rare occurrence. Cause that's the thing where people think they can control how they come off but I think it's sometimes it's things that are subconscious that you don't realize you're doing different that your mm. partner might can pick up on I think that's when people start getting suspicious anyway it's like what is this which what, what are you doing that's a good point yeah yeah when it's like wait a minute 
that's mm-hmm. not your normal routine mm-hmm. okay yeah that's that yeah. is a rare but i just thought that was funny because i was just like i don't think that would be a flag for me right yeah. now like i was working late like all right okay <laughs> like, all right yeah um what i did love about this movie is um <laughs> i also never realized how short it was yes i want to have yeah, it's a very quick up down movie. We get some resolution. Um, I thought it was so funny because watching all of this, I'm just like, damn, I used to love this movie. Like, all right, you ask him, right? Like, it was kind of like, and now I'm like, as an almost 40 year old woman, I'm not doing all that shit. <laughs> way too much work. Way too much. That was way too much work. Yeah, it was just so much like the mental capacity, like, I'm going to go to church and get somebody to spread the gossip back to him. Like, yeah, which was also really funny because men do gossip just as Mm -hmm. much as women. So that was hilarious. Um, Now I'm going to say a controversial thing right now. Okay. Anthony Anderson looked like he could fuck when he was fat. You see it. So (laughs) I can see it. So he was the jovial fat friend for Mm -hmm. Morris Chestnut. Yeah. But it was like every time they showed him, he was like twirling and spinning. Yeah, like he was doing something. (laughs) (laughs) So when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, because he was just he was just, yeah. I've never found him somebody who is particularly attractive or I'm attracted to. Let me say that. He's not somebody that I'm attracted to. But I was watching the movie and a couple of times I was like, wait a minute, I bet you Anthony Anderson was knocking it down. Like he was yeah. twirling, especially yeah. when at the um party at the mansion, he was yeah, like, Come here, Snow Bunny, call me Frosty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I bet you ain't no big man can move like this. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yes. Those were like those moments where I was just like, damn. And I think too, laughter always gets the panties off. Always. And he was saying some funny okay. shit. He was like hilarious. he was he was hilarious in this. I'm like, damn, he twirling and laughing. And he was right. And and he was right most of the time. He knew what was going on. To add to as far as men and like a stereotype, I just felt like it also showed that uh it's a tale for a long time that broke slash ugly men have amazing dick because oh yeah Bobby Bobby Brown (laughs) (laughs) and Monique's boo yep they they both talked about how good it was and I was like and they it was given ugly and broke and I was like wow that ugly and broke yes because um Bobby Brown was the fixer up for a guy. Yeah. She Which got a new teeth. She knew him so drastic. With it the was the teeth. He had to do her own mouth. It was so crazy. <laughs> and they were going to say, Reese's got him to that. And he still had his gap. I was like, what is, watch y'all go. To- what? <laughs> it was so extreme. He was like, Karen. <laughs> And a jerry curl, like it was very extreme how they had Bobby. <laughs> it was so Bobby was the fixer upper, mm-hmm. and then Monique was dating the broke gangster. Yeah. Who, and then she'd be like, My baby can lay the pipe. And I was <laughs> like, you know, I thought that too. I said, damn, don't shit change these broke niggas. Cause you really you can't be broke and weak stroking. 
like if you broke, you got to bring something to the table for if someone interested into you. Yeah. So most broke niggas, they can fuck the shit out you because that's what they got to do. That's mm-hmm. how they maintain. So no, I did point that out. And also um, uh, the other friend, she was typecasting a lot of these roles as well. I feel oh, like yeah. Tom, what's her name? Tomala Jones. Yeah, she was like she was the same way on the wood. It was another one she was in, very similar character. But um it was a DeAndre Whitfield. Like yeah. that man is a good looking man. He's been fine since forever. He's been fine since the Cosby show. Yeah, he still is. And I also feel like it was kind of like she gave off like he was kind of weak. And I was like, mm. <laughs> that is a fine man. Yeah. Like, God. <laughs> the yeah. was kind of like, but his his dick was kind of weak. I felt like she was given that energy when they would talk about it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yet again. Oh my God. This one says Instagram page. He's aged a bomb. Oh, yes. I saw him. He Damn. was on some show. He was on Queen Sugar a couple of seasons That's ago. That's what I was seeing him on. Okay, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, he still he still got it. Good God. Just like Morris. Jesus Christ. Now, man. goddamn Morris Chestnut. I ain't never, he ain't never had a bad day. Okay? Crazy to me. I was like, wow. It's, and you know what really does it for me? Because he's not a tall man. It's the shape of his lips. Mm-hmm. He has a good mouth. Yeah, yeah that mouth. I'll be like, look him again. Yes, smile that comes with it. Yeah. Morris Chestnut is fine. I think also another good thing about this movie that to this day, it taught me something and it has stood with me to this motherfucking day. So mm-hmm. it's um, Shantae is winning the upper hand in this little dating game. Heath is feeling like, damn, I'm fucking up. What can I do? And so he decides to go over to her house and flip the tables. And so Anthony Anderson does that whole speech about the transference of energy. And because this did come out in 2001 and I was a science nerd, that made total sense to me. Energy is neither destroyed. It's just moved from one object to the next. And I was like, to me, that changed the game for me at such a young age. And that shit is so true. So I'm like, the rule of transference of energy was taught to me. <laughs> yeah, I learned that shit in physics, but really two can play that game really drove the point home for me because that's some real ass yeah. shit. Yeah, that was something that stuck out to me too. When that happened, I was like, oh shit, that's... And because we've all had a nigga weaponize that against us. When you're feeling good and great, you don't forgot about them. Like I said, they have these fucking switches. They know just at the moment you about to be like, fuck him. And the next thing you know, you get a text, a call, and you arguing, right? Like he said, I pull you into some bullshit emotionally. Don't even make sense. But now you mad and upset. Yeah. We've all had it happen to us. Yep. And they're not anymore because it's a reaction. So they, they came and dumped that shit on you. And now they out here feeling good. Crazy. That right there, I was like, yeah, tr- trigger. They needed a trigger warning on it now. <laughs> right, right. Because I was like, damn, he's right. God damn it. He's so right. And I thought about that all the time. Like, I'm like, I think that is something that men do beautifully because a lot of them lack 
emotional intelligence. And so, okay, I don't know what to do with what I'm feeling. So let me go piss this bitch off and she can take it over. <laughs> and I believe that most of them subscribe to that. Yeah, no, that yeah, that was rough. I was watching, I was like, oh no, it happened. It she happened. Right into it. Cause it's it is the trick. He came over there looking good, smelling good. Mm-hmm. Thinking you like, okay, you strong enough to be like, oh nigga, you're not fucking. Yeah. We not we not smashing here. Mm-hmm. But then you still get caught up and taken down. Yeah. Cause then she struggled those last couple of days. <laughs> and then she was going good for like five. And then it yeah, was- she went good for a little while. A little while. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. think this was I think again, the length of the movie was just still a stunning to me. Because watching it now, it did seem short. But, like, I can't think of the last time I've watched this movie. It always just seems so much longer. So we very quickly get to the mansion party. hmm Can we also shout out the body that Lala has bought for herself and her face? Oh, my God. I was so shocked to see Lala. I was like, oh, my God. I forgot she was... <laughs> Forgot she was in here. <laughs> like when she, I heard the voice. Cause I think I had looked down at my phone for a second. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I looked back up like, Lala. And I was like, whoo, look what money can do, boy. Yeah, she looked very different. Very different. Very different. Every, you know, a lot of people look extremely different. I will say with seeing the best man, I was like, okay, everybody. I did appreciate that. They all, they looked like themselves, aged versions of themselves, right? Like it wasn't like, oh, she had so much work done. Like they just looked like themselves. And I thought that was amazing to see. Um, But the mansion party was interesting because it was so much happening. So you had her girls there. You had Anthony Anderson there. You have Connie Spaulding, Keith, all the main characters are at this party. Yep. And Keith is showing his ass because he shows up. So for me, I was just like, if that were me and I'm at this event and I turn around, he's like, oh, let me introduce you to the person who put this on. And it's my nigga with some other bitch. <laughs> and you just came and did this bullshit on me two days ago. Listen. I couldn't have, I'd have had to leave. Yeah, she had a lot of... um like gumption to just push through because I like she visualized you know going off but she just didn't do it I was just like girl what and he's acting up and And he came in here to make you mad (laughs) he was a nigga with a motherfucking plan and a mission and was showing out Mm -hmm. and then Anthony Anderson's like got an audience dog Give her a show like he's egging her on. I'm and like, this is so damn hard. <laughs> I would have to leave. Because then also at this point, she had not told her friends at all what was going on. So her yeah. friends are looking like, bitch, what the fuck you want me to do? Yeah, like what is happening? Like, you need me to go check him? You know, that whole scene was just so wild. I also then, the one thing I did not appreciate was that she had to go make him jealous. She had to bring a white man. You know, 
I didn't even think of it like that. And I think it's maybe because she was desperate. Like she was. I think so. But I was just like. I think she was moving too quick. But it shows like how her little her little strategy was. She was desperate then. Like you want to literally puncture a hole in your goddamn tire. That's what I knew. I said, you know what? This movie is so off the hinges, actually, because tires are expensive. So she had like a Mercedes. So like what? (laughs) I'm so, I I'm looked just... at. I was like, I, I, I'm like for somebody now. The damsel in distress thing. It was a quote. I had this white roommate in college, and she used to always have it on her Facebook page. And it said, um, I forgot who said it, but damsel in distress, genius in disguise. Right. So I understood what she was doing. But I was just like, why you had to? You just and then it's like picking up a man off the street and just bringing him in. Like, what is this? Yeah, it was just like what is a white man? But I was just like, I thought the whole thing was unhinged because I was just like, no, like I understand you got money and you're successful, but now we've crossed the line of doing too much. We're puncturing holes in tires. You're courting men off literal strangers to take inside. You're at a, you're still at work. So like, what if this man was crazy? Like, what if he had caused this scene? Like, I, it was just so many variables here that I felt like she did not consider. And so I was like, all right, Shantae, girl, fucking up now. Yeah, I was like, you kind of took it a little far. Like, that was just, uh, I don't know. I do think, too, because then the funniest scene of the end, well, not the funniest, but one of the funniest scenes is because then after she leaves the party, She's like, and if your man is anything like my man, he'll be waiting for you at home with flowers. And it's like, yay. And she gets there like, Keith, Keith's not at the house. I used to be that person, but I was like, if Keith is going to be there, does that mean Keith has a key? Because Keith has never came and just opened your door before. Like, how the fuck he get in there? I was like, what, <laughs> what, what, what kind of test is that he's going to be inside? And then on top of that, did you ain't see no car outside? So why did you think he was in there? Bingo. I was like, you came up the driveway. It was you, so dumb. You came up the driveway. It was no car. So he was waiting. So then the doorbell rings. You're like, okay, there goes Keith. And it's the <laughs> Miller as a dance. <laughs> that was so funny. As soon as I saw that, I was like, is this racist? Like, what is this random Asian person sighting in this movie like that it was so fucking random <laughs> and then she got sad and was like okay the shit didn't work i kind of wished as my grown woman self-watching that that's how the movie had ended yeah <laughs> for her like the shit didn't work <laughs> That's cynical me, but you know, obviously, yeah, like that's this fine brother over there. So okay, I get it. They have the happy ending, womp womp. But it's so funny because it's like I couldn't quite remember the ending. I didn't either until it happened. Yeah, a part of me thought it wasn't going to be happy, and maybe it's because it's so quick. It's like. The last two minutes and then everything happened very fast. Like, mm-hmm. so I was just like, okay, this kind of tracks. Um, but can I blow your mind? Yes. Did you know it was a sequel? That seems familiar. Wait, let's let me look at it. 
it's called three can play that game. I did not see the sequel. I don't remember this. I need to see to see if I've seen it because I kind of remember this. Okay, 2007. Yeah, so the sequel came out in 2007. It had um, Jason George, Kalita Smith. I think it was like Tony Rocket said. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, never knew there was a sequel. Uh, 2007, I probably didn't see this. No, I remember this fucking weird bang. Oh, God. So Maybe you did I see forgot it? it? Maybe I forgot it. I kind of remember them together. What is this bang? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And I think this is around the time when Vivica was starting to do this stuff to her face. Yeah, she looks, yeah, her face looks different. But now I'm like, I kind of want to watch it. I'm sure it's fucking terrible. Yeah, definitely. Um, But I'm not going to pay for it. But if it's on something free that I can watch, then I may just try to check it out. But I'm not paying for it. Because, you know, it'll be showing you like, oh, go look on here. And then it's like $4.99 to rent. I'm not paying for this movie. But if I can find it somewhere free, I don't mind watching a ghetto. I don't think cheap, poorly made black movies. I watch them a lot. Yeah. So yes, I felt like overall mm-hmm. a lot of this, it's still a good movie. Like it's a fun, nostalgic watch. But did it age well? It's not bad. It wasn't bad watching it, no. but it isn't something, it's not a I, I would not label it a classic. Yeah. Or like super relatable or relevant today. Yeah, it was it was it's a fun, quick watch. Mm-hmm. But it little parts of it hit different because I I really did love this movie when I was younger, like those Dude, college I, days. I watched it. I know we watched. I watched it. it a lot when I was younger, and so yeah. now to watch it, it was just like, okay, this was cute. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I don't need to watch this again. No, but I it made me. What I did like about it too was just. Like we said earlier, like watching, looking back and seeing like that snapshot of what black beauty looks like. I think I'm just so fascinated by this. And also because recently I was at my great aunt's house. Yeah, my great aunt. Mm -hmm. And she was showing like all these photos and a lot of these black and white photos in the family. And I was just like looking like, damn, people were like understandably so like we were like harder looking, right? And I'm looking at this picture like this person is probably my age, but they look 60. Because we lived way harder lives, right? And so I'm like, shit. So, but I was just thinking about that, like the the whole trajectory of like what will black like when they capture that in 60 years and looking back, what are they gonna say black people look like? And it makes me a little sad. Yeah, because it was it's just it was very different. And even too thinking about their ages and like where they were in their career, like 20. Oh, that was so like, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that was another point. I'm 28 and I just made partner and I'm like, I hate oh. movies. Okay. Relax. Yeah. Relax. And they were doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not in this economy. No. Yeah. Like 28. She made partner had this ball of ass house. And I was just like, yeah. Um, 
Gabrielle Union's character was like a VP of marketing <laughs> at Coca Cola or something. Yeah, I was like, okay. And then Keith was this like super accomplished attorney closing trillion dollar deals. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I noticed that to be the case because we could probably also blame, not blame, but that probably started with Boomerang, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of those ensemble movies, it is centered around the career, the workplace, a little bit of it. And they're always super accomplished. And I get it, Black excellence, because I think, listening to a clip, Eddie was very intentional with Boomerang because mm-hmm. in the nine, like early 90s, it was rare to see movies like that with Black. And so I think that became the trope for a little bit, is that yeah. you had to be super accomplished in your career. And And also, too, a four-year degree could probably get you there a lot quicker than than now. Because I think that was the idea, too, that, like, okay, these Black people are going to college, get out and hit the ground running. And I just think, like, just how the job market is now and trying to get a job, like, that shit is not easy no more. And we probably saw how, you know, you go, oh, let's go get your bachelor's. You get your bachelor's. And then it became some years later, oh, you need a get master's. master's. Yeah. Oh, you need a doctor. And it's just like, bitch, what? Fucking stop fucking moving the motherfucking goalposts. I don't got it. <laughs> no. So, yeah, no, that is a good point. I forgot about that career because when she said it, I was shocked. I cracked I up laughing. I was like, yeah. thirty-five, and they were like twenty-eight. I was like, <laughs> I literally cracked up when she was like twenty-eight, and I'm a sister. <laughs> but what I also really liked about this movie is that I think Vivica did it flawlessly in talking to the camera. I did like that, and see, that was before it was like, I was that before the Office. If it was, if it wasn't, I wasn't watching the Office and shit like that. So I did like that type of breaking a third wall thing. I think she did that beautifully. Um, Yeah, that part of that movie, I think that's what really made that movie work. Um, The Office definitely, I think, came on after. I think The Office was like college days, but... Yeah. So, no, she did that beautifully in, like you said, breaking the third wall because it would be like reframing rewinding very cute very cute very cute yeah it helped you get through get through the story yeah so yeah i i don't i'm not mad at you can play that game but it's it's i won't give it a classic stamp no no it's It's, not like waiting to exhale no but it it is it's definitely one of the ones if you need to keep your black card i do think you should watch it for that list but I won't say that it's a yeah yeah yeah. What um the other scene we didn't talk about we touched on it, but the church whole church scene oh and one I laughed at that scene for a couple reasons one because they kept flashing to Keith who's blowing up her phone. Right. He's going through it and she's at church doing whatever. Yeah. But the scene with the church hug <laughs> and then they go golfing with Anthony Anderson mm-hmm. and they carried the bone back to him. Like we saw Shantae all hugged up with Trent at church. 
Right. They're talking about the church hug. And I was like, that is hilarious. Yeah, women do not, they will still create space. He was like, you know, just in case your man get a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> that scene was so fucking funny. <laughs> and that guy, I, he's another one of those black a- actors that's been in a lot, but I have no fucking idea what his name is. And now I'm going to have to go look it up. I, I wanted, I, I don't know why I think it's Anthony something or Anthony's in it, but yeah, he was funny. And also that made me think too. I'm like, yo, people's lives are just like back then, I think were just way more intertwined. Because what are the odds you go to church and you're going to see your nigga friend there? <laughs> like, what are the odds? Yo, I'm cracking at some of these names um, for the people who got credit in it. It's like Lion Man number two, Lion Man number four. Um, Oh, oh, when it was doing the montage. Because montage, yeah. <laughs> the so, one who talked about the gym, I've seen him and stuff too. Yeah, I've seen him too. Okay, so oh, the character is Eddie and his, oh, Alex Thomas. Yes. Alex Thomas. Okay, it was an A. Alex Thomas, because he was in um, Players Club. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in a, in a few. Oh my God, he's little shit. Yeah, I'm about to say he looks he looks small. <laughs> yeah, they say he um 5'5 five, five on here. Yeah, I remember Wasn't he in Babs too. Okay. I don't remember his part in Babs. I remember him the most from Players Club. Because for some reason I watch Players Club almost once a week. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know what no, that's the one I, I have was, not watched in a while either. <laughs> I was so into Players Club. I remember we had a little DVD. I used to play it on the computer. I don't know why I watched it so fucking much. Oh, which made me think. One thing I did appreciate, too, was really good music. Like, from the start, the music. I was like, oh, really The music good. was hitting. The really, I need to look up. Let's look the up The music there. was hitting. The soundtrack. I'm about the to look it up. Because it was good music. I was jamming. I was like, oh, okay. Now... I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever played games like this when you're dealing with, like, your people in real life? No, I don't really. I don't think I have the emotional capacity to do that. Like, I'm a sensitive person. I just don't need to be doing extra things and setting myself up for a roller coaster. It's already going to be a roller coaster ride. And it was such a small thing. I could, okay. I'm I'm not going to say it was small. I think it was the lie that was the bigger part because he called and canceled. Or what seemed to be a lie, because based on his story, it was like, no, was working late. Homegirl asked. And we went to dinner. Because there was never a part until Anthony Anderson made him like. You was thinking about hitting it. It didn't seem like it was anything going on in a relationship where he was trying to see if he still had it or anything. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I was just like, mm, I don't think I would go through that. Especially if, it, but I mean, I guess it's to teach it. No, I don't like teaching people lessons, actually. No, I don't like that. Yeah, I just feel like that's not anything a burden i want to put on myself um you know so yeah i just i can't i can't exert that type of energy it's and i've never done it really right like i just 
I'm very nonchalant. Well, the word I've been using this week is I'm very cold. <laughs> but when I'm done, I'm done. And so you fucking around like this. Yeah. You coming yeah. to me, I'm not orchestrating a whole yeah strategy to like I'm just not doing all of that so yeah and I think because of if I decide I'm done I'm done it's no need to do that because I'm already upset enough to make that decision because I feel like I can be understanding and rational where that wouldn't have been a big deal Mm -hmm. so yeah no so if it's a big enough deal for me to be like oh yeah no, no no I'm good on that that's it. I'm not teaching yeah. you a lesson to make you come back and be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those, um, the whole movie premise, when you think about it, honestly, it's one of those um, like Cosmo articles, like 10 steps to get your man to act right, right? So yeah. it's real, it's real pick me behavior, but uh-uh. Yeah, not doing it. More interesting, and I think probably less realistic is that the man is doing the same. Like I just like, okay, so y'all both want to be together, but y'all both want to do this thing. <laughs> like, what the fuck Ain't is that? How it go? <laughs> but I feel like nowadays, like niggas really don't be trying to play that. Well, I don't think they have to, right? Like they have more options. Yeah, so I'm just like, this is just like. When she was on day seven and he finally like gave up, yeah, that would have been more like day two and a half, babes. Like it would have been very early on in the, oh, you're not answering me and you're tweeting or you're posting on Instagram or you're doing this or you're doing that. You done updated your Facebook, bitch. Like, nah, I'm good on you. It's not about, nah, to, not about to make it 10 days. A hundred percent. Because that was a thing. That was the thing Monique laughed on. She's like, because most men have a cycle. They can wait at least seven days before considering having sex. And so you have to know your man's cycle and get him right before he considers hooking up with another girl. And Monique was like, 10 days? Who you fucking? <laughs> I'm like, is two. She said it's two days. Not 10 days. Oh, that was hilarious. So, yeah, I'm not doing all that. Yeah, no. Not doing it all. And then but, that means, uh, like, in the real world, it just means that then you got to forgive each other for how you just played in each other's faces because everybody had hurt feelings at one point now. Y'all didn't transfer the energy a couple of times. And we're just going to be happily ever after. Interesting that in a sequel, she's with a whole nother somebody. But I think she played more... Like if a I consultant remember, role. Yeah, I think she played as a consultant role, if I remember. The, but that don't mean she was with him. She probably wasn't. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, anyway. Yeah. That was a good one. A lighthearted. Yeah. little lighthearted watch. Yeah. I was going to ask you another question, but I just looked at the time. Um, okay. I was seeing this going around. We could do this real quick. Okay. And I have never done this, but I'm like, she could may have. Do you have a sex bucket list? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I don't either. And I saw, I believe it was Tayomi. Mm-hmm. 
was talking about making your sex bucket list. And I just realized, like, damn, at all 38, mm-hmm. do I want to start a sex bucket list? I don't know. I just... Because I'm just like, I just really just want to be piped down good and consistently. Like, I don't need to... Uh, I think and that, to me, that. was... Yeah, go yeah, I'm like to me with my person, like, okay, yeah, fuck me on a balcony, fuck me here, fuck me there, fuck me everywhere, right? Like, I think that's my bucket list. Hey, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me in a tree. <laughs> I I that's what I was gonna say too. Like, I just think I'm open enough to have new experiences but i don't need the pressure of a bucket list i don't even think i don't even like a bucket list for regular for, shit right, that was say for regular life there are places i want to go maybe things i want to do but like i don't like that pressure of it yeah but i thought about it i'm just like yeah like i think the bucket list maybe when i'm partnered and the shit is hitting yeah. then i'll be like all right let's just do it everywhere Yeah. And but, I think but I'm just like threesomes, like, okay, I'm gonna have a threesome. I'm gonna do this. Some of that shit, yeah. maybe when I was younger, but now it's just like if it happens, maybe. That's exactly it's I don't think I have anything that I haven't tried. And it wasn't like it was on that list or anything I've done. It was just like, oh, but that still was a new experience. I think younger, yeah, I had more of a yeah set amount of things I wanted to do, but yeah, no, I'm I'm all right without a bucket list. That's how I felt. Can I also, I'm going to do a confession. And this is not same shaming sex workers. It's just like, we all have our limits and boundaries. So Tayomi was sharing those stills and I had put it in the Patreon group, like the stills with her porno that she did with Orlando. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, let me get in this OnlyFans. Girl, so you joined the OnlyFans and to get the video, it's $150. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. There is nobody I want to see fuck enough that I'm paying $150 for. And I guess there are some. So clearly somebody paying for it. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, and honestly, that might make sense because I mean, yes, she does in the sex work, but I don't think pornography is like a whole, a huge sector that she's in. So maybe that's why the price is so high. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, your price is your price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my wallet is my wallet. And so I was kind of disappointed because I was just like, dang, this could this could be a little something. But, but you know what I noticed too? God, I'm about to tell my business. But anyway, you know how you can, you, you know, you see the, some of the uh, more independent sex workers working on OnlyFans, stuff like that, kind of pop up on the timeline, whatever. What I've noticed is that some of them, I think at some point too, if they get big enough or whatever, whatever, you'll see like a minute and 30 second maybe clip on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can understand them wanting to charge like that, but I just feel like, you know, if you wanted to just get a glimpse just to see what it's hitting for, then. Yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more than a still to see if this video is worth $150. 
Yeah, no. But yeah, so yeah, I do content on some of the sites anyway. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I do support sex workers. Mm -hmm. I'll buy OnlyFans or something for a month, change it up, Mm -hmm. give me a little something different to look at. But I never looked at the whole like um, site or anything. I'm gonna look at it because I can see that being. So um, how I be finding them is like I be following a few filthy Twitter because you know Twitter porn. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. You know, sometimes I catch myself in somebody's media. I'd be like, been <laughs> <10 minutes." laughs> just scrolling, like, ah, damn. Yeah. But no, it's this one page I follow that, and it's funny because you gotta be careful. You can't like shit on Twitter because some people that really be telling all your business. You. Yeah, pro tip: bookmark. Do not like. Do not like because if you like a video, I'll be like, oh, what's that? Filth Adrian is liking it. That's how I see it on my timeline. I don't follow none of that shit. Somebody been liked or, <laughs> or something I do follow two. I follow two pages, but and I also be judging people. I be like, look at this person following this page too. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes the one page I follow will post all of the um, so, like they'll retweet some of the sex workers only fan links. It was this one. I said, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I clicked immediately. Yeah, it was like, subscribe to this. And they had a little sale. It was like three months for six dollars. I was ah. it, it was worth it. It was good. Like the content. So fucking good. That's what's up. Because I think like a lot of them, they take it very seriously. No, this was some really good amateur shit. It was no uh no plot. It was just straight getting to the fucking, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. like they like, um, you could tell they, they're probably a real life couple that they're not doing this. So, oh no, it's um, a couple for sure that I watch often, but they started out posting it on porn. I think they've since switched to OnlyFans. OnlyFans and no. I've considered several times. Yeah. Really like, and yeah, I think some it's a, like it's, you can see the chemistry, it. which is different from other porn, where it's just somebody like bam, bam, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes seeing these real life couples who are monetizing their sex lives, right? Yeah, I'd be like, this is some hot shit. I prefer. I'm I'm getting into the space where that's the type of that's just what I want to see most of the time, like that type of porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where I've been migrating to. But then it's also like you gotta be mindful. Like I'm not spending. Like I will support sex workers, but I also have a budget, so right, right, right. I can't be tempted to constantly be looking. So I do like some of them when they'll like they'll do like a bundle. You can get three months for X amount of dollars. I just set a little reminder in my phone, or the next day you can set up to cancel the membership so you don't forget. Because some of them do have really big jumps. It'll be like. It was three that months for seven ninety nine, and then the next month is sixty bucks. So, like when oh, it expires, okay. right? So, I will go up, sign up next day, hit cancel, but you still have the access for. Very smart. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, support sex workers. Don't just try to look for their shit on Pornhub or on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support, support, support. But yeah, some of that amateur shit. I was not a big amateur girl. I remember when you had mentioned it before. But I think it was because the quality, the quality. It's like this fucking iPhone, like the like I can't zoom in. I need to see it. It's dark. 
So yeah, so these people on Pornhub be having the lights and the ring light. Yeah, like it's real. And then they like each other, so this should be nasty. And I'd be like, ooh. Yeah, for sure. Find a bitch up. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It does. It does. And yeah. you feel, I think it also makes it a little bit of voyeurism there too, because you know they're a real life couple and you're watching. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they let me in versus just some paid people who are boning each other. So right. um <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but yeah. But here we are. <laughs> now I'm getting hot and bothered because I'm just thinking now. Look, as we're talking about it, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, that was a great couple. <laughs> great couple. <laughs> y'all kept laughing at me. I was talking about Twitter porn before. Somebody had a couple of y'all had DM me. I'm telling y'all, that is why a lot of sex workers stay on Twitter because they are able oh. to grow fan bases. For the most part, very large followings without the threat of being deleted. Um, like the Instagrams, definitely not Facebook, but yeah. you know, Instagram and TikTok. So yeah, the Twitter streets, if you get in a nook, mm-hmm. you can and go down a rabbit hole. Professionals are moving to OnlyFans too. Yeah. So yeah. or they doing both because they getting all the money with that. Multiple streams of income, but no, I'm telling y'all, y'all want to look for something hot and you tired of being on page 76 of Pornhub trying to find the right scene. I think that's what tipped me yeah. is because, you know, even though I'm a visual, sometimes it does help with a visual. Sometimes I don't like to have the visual of porn when I'm masturbating, but sometimes I need a quick hit. All right, let me watch something to get me. Ah, all right. Yeah. But I think that's what I was hating was just like finding what I wanted to see. It yeah, I don't have time to sit here and be on page 76 and be like, okay, I finally found something and then I didn't pay attention and it was only a one minute clip and I'm like at the uh, part yeah. and I can't come because now it done cut off. Yeah, I do like that I have a good memory. So most of the time I can like, if I'm getting struggling, like on page four, I'd be like, you know what, let me just type Old Faithful. I remember. I do have a couple Old Faithfuls. And then sometimes you get desensitized to it because like, yeah. okay, let's say, let's say like you nutted at the 12 minute 13 mark, right? And so now you got to jump to 15 to be like, let me see something I ain't seen, but I know. Yeah, right, right. This is true life porn uh, <laughs> masturbation right here, Tips, okay? Yeah, you don't want to end on the same spot. You can't the end time. on the same spot. Mm-hmm. So I'll be jumping like, all right. Every time she do that, I'll be like, ah, oh, but I got I'll be jumping ahead in the same video. Yeah. My, yeah, so I do have some old faithfuls, but yeah. Yeah, only I like fans, the pressure new though. Yeah, OnlyFans has been a nice little uh adjustment it's also weird to me because somebody like it's a few sex workers that i follow who i i don't feel comfortable yet um doing theirs or people who've been on the podcast like it's just like i don't know why it's like oh that's a that's a little boundary there yeah but it's for everybody but i get it so that um that is how we ended this episode on a ratchet note there yes. are your your porn masturbation tips. <laughs> like for the new year. Now, let me tell you something. I had to, and he may or may not listen to this. <laughs> so if you're listening, hey. Um, <laughs> so recently I was um, conversing with someone. I was trying to give them like, you know, a little tip. Like, 
come up off the porn when you're masturbating all the time. Like I know men are very visual. Use your imagination, run your imagination sometimes. And I had to talk them how to do that and to give them some tips. And so that is my tip. Like as much as porn is amazing and great and thankful to all the people who decided to go into that industry, sometimes just running a good flashback through your mind or anticipating something you want to do with somebody that gets you hot and bothered too. And so that is another masturbation tip because it is scary. I'm always a little nervous about men who are really into porn like that, because I feel like that's how they're going to want to fuck you is because it's what they see all the time. And so that is my little tip. The more, you know, reading (laughs) rainbow. I can't do anything. <laughs> it's in a book. Just take a look. Read it rainbow. We make no sense. Get us out of here. <laughs> Something is wrong with us. <laughs> Truly. So, Oshika, it's been fun as always. <laughs> I loved it. Bye, girl. Bye. All right. That is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed uh, our conversation with Sheikha. I hope you got some good laughs and chuckles. We're so fucking foolish, especially at the end of this conversation. Be sure to support our sponsor, Laurels. You can use the code ABUNI10 to save 10% on your order. Okay. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review too. You might just hear your review in a future episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these fucking pretty images for nothing, okay? So have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the motherfucking ratchet in you. Ho, my stay. Until next time.